Welcome to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood. I'm Gene and Natalie, co-founder and CEO of Troutwood. It's a complex world out there. It seems to take forever. There is disappointment, which is natural. Resilience is about hope. I wouldn't bet against us. Most of our ideas come from just listening. Ask a courageous question. It feels good to be able to do something positive for people. You are a force multiplier. In today's episode, we're going to continue our discussion on charitable giving. You may remember uh, we've done two episodes recently in the past on this, and we've talked about the concept of giving time versus money. So we're going to look behind the scenes at this charitable donation, the charitable contribution. We're going to speak with Andrew Morano, the Vice President of Goodwill here in Southwestern Pennsylvania. Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Gene. Thanks for having me. And Andrew, I, I've known Goodwill for years. You and I just met prior to this episode, and it turns out we live in the same township, McCandless Township. That's right. We're we're neighbors without uh w- without knowing it. So, and we donate at the same place up in Wexford. At the same Goodwill in same Wexford. Well, that's right. Just short of North Allegheny, or just a not even a mile, just a few hundred yards south of the high school up there. That's right. That's right. Andrew, having known Goodwill for years, I'm excited to get this opportunity to learn more about the organization, but I want to share with you the impetus for it and how common this question is from our, particularly our college student audience. Okay. We, I, I teach at the University of Pittsburgh. My students create personal financial plans and I review plans from across the state. I don't want to say every at the risk of um, overestimating, so I'll say nearly every financial plan as a charitable component, even though these are college students with student loans and no income. Mm-hmm. That's how important this conversation is to this generation. Uh, mm-hmm. So as we have our conversation, I'd like you to really think about that time versus money within that context. Yeah. Uh, but before we get there, I'd, I'd love to learn a little bit more about yourself and the path that led you ultimately to Goodwill. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So I am uh, originally, I'm a Western PA native. And um, uh, born and raised in a, a little town up north called Warren, PA. Um, I beautiful spent, part of our state. Be- beautiful part of the state. Uh, yeah. Uh, neighboring the, the Kinzu uh, Reservoir up there. So an Allegheny National Forest. So would definitely recommend if, if folks want to get out and, and uh, see some, some uh, Pennsylvania wilderness, that's the place to go. Um, I have... Uh, Spent about 13 years out west and uh, started my Goodwill career uh, with Goodwill in Northern Arizona, based out of Flagstaff. Um, and uh, maybe like a lot of our audience here, I was fresh out of college, and my wife ha- uh, was uh, going back to grad school at Northern Arizona University. And I really, I just needed a job, so um, I applied and uh, was hired for. Uh, uh, an assistant manager of a retail store with with Goodwill, and um, maybe like a Rouge, not knowing much about Goodwill at the time, other than it was a place you could donate and um, uh, a place where you could shop and, and get great deals. So, um, started there. Uh, uh, spent time working in our retail system out there. Um, moved over uh, into what we called our mission services side and was able to work directly with individuals uh, with barriers to employment. Um, uh, 
helping them develop job skills and ultimately, you know, get and keep um, uh, jobs. And uh, when I left there, I was uh, in a similar role acting as their vice president for um, their retail operations. Um, but uh, life goes on. Uh, we uh, started a family and uh, both my uh, family and my, my wife's family um, still live back here in Western PA. So that's what brought me back to, to Pennsylvania about six years ago. Um, I was fortunate to get into uh, a job had become open. Uh, with our goodwill uh, here based out of Pittsburgh and um, was hired on and uh, have been, you know, trying to make a difference every day uh, uh, as much as I can. So uh, aside from, you know, professionally, I'm, uh, I'm an outdoors person. Our whole family's uh, really into the outdoors. Um, we do a lot of, spend a lot of time hiking, you know, kayaking, uh, where my wife and I are both runners. Um, so there's kind of a combination with our, our personal values around just uh, reuse and sustainability and, um, and the impact that we're able to make around those areas at Goodwill. Andrew, I want to, we were talking before the episode, you had referenced a, a Rouge being unfamiliar with um, Goodwill and our audiences has met a Rouge in past episodes. I'll expand that because more than a Rouge, some of our younger team members hadn't heard Goodwill and were unfamiliar with the work that the organization mm -hmm. did and does. So with that as a backstop, how would you describe Goodwill to an audience that maybe is unfamiliar, hasn't, has, has seen the, the, the billboard or seen the name, but doesn't know what the organization does? Sure. Um, I mean, we are, uh, our particular nonprofit. So Goodwill's been uh, was founded as a nonprofit in 1902. So we've been around for, you know, going on 120 years total. And uh, the idea started very simply, which was, you know, um, you know, people had uh, were don't you know had items, consumer goods to donate, um, and that there was a lot of uh, good that could could come from those donations. So. Um, uh, in the early days, uh, items were repaired and then put up for resale and all the funds uh, from the sale of those goods went to support um, workforce development and uh, job training programs. Um, so our goodwill uh, today, fast forward 120 years, we continue to follow a similar model. Um, uh, the environment has changed, obviously, uh, the needs of individuals uh, to certain degrees and and uh, program specifics have changed, but at the core, our, our mission continues to rely um, on the, um, the generous donations of the local communities that we operate in. Um, so people clean their closets out, they bring it to Goodwill. Um, we're able to turn around, um, resell those items, and with those items, our particular Goodwill um, funds over 40 um, different job training programs in our local area here in southwestern Pennsylvania. Um, so that's, it's, it's almost an area where everybody wears clothes. Um, everybody has a, ha has a closet. And uh, if your closet looks like mine, I wear about 20% of the stuff that's actually in there. And um, it's an easy way for people to make a difference by just uh, going in taking that stuff that maybe you haven't worn uh, in a while and, um, and bring it to Goodwill. 
when, when with COVID, Andrew, that might be less than 20% for most of us. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I sometimes wonder if the team at Trout notices I wear the same sweater for the whole week. Yeah. Uh, they just I'll, don't I'm, say anything. Yeah, I'm just there kind enough. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 we have questions coming in from the chat, but I want to sure. I'm going to kind of keep us focused on first goodwill and your path there. Yeah. Did you always know you wanted to work for a nonprofit? Or is that you had mentioned like you needed a job when you, when you moved out West, yeah. what was the bridge there? Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know if it was, I always wanted to work for a nonprofit specifically, but I, um, I had done some work study jobs with nonprofits during college. And, um, there was always, um, a need within me to give back and, and do something good with my time and, and to be able to get paid for that was, was kind of like icing on the cake. Um, and so uh, it, I, I wish I was that intentional and had uh, uh, planned to go do that and, and set that as, a, as my career path, but it wasn't. But I quickly learned, um, and, and this is a story uh, we hear often at Goodwill. Um, when I got in and started working at Goodwill, it was like uh, a light bulb started going off everywhere when I got to see the people that were receiving um, the support and services that we provided. So, uh, and, and see them progress. And, you know, I've worked with individuals that, you know, had, uh, I can remember uh, an individual named John earlier in my career, um, uh, a gentleman with a disability. Uh, he was only ever worked like four hours a week. Um, we, he got into one of Goodwill's job training programs. Um, we were able to uh, help him generate the skills and, and confidence uh, to do his job where he ended up becoming one of the best cashiers that we, we'd had. Um, fast forward a couple of years, he was working full time with us uh, and was uh, uh, earning enough that he was able to buy his first car. So we, we uh, connected him with a program to, so he could learn how to drive um, and uh, ended up securing his license. Uh, I think uh, by the time you know, I was done working with him. He was driving a nicer car than I was. I had my uh, my old Honda Civic at the point, and he had like a brand new Subaru uh, uh, Forester. And um, uh, I've just been able to see that you know uh, the direct impact that um, our services are are able to make with individuals. And those are success stories that we continue to see um, by the dozens every year. And um, uh, it's it's really the reason that I do what I do. Andrew, there's a cause and an effect I'd like to better understand because just a couple minutes ago, you gave the reference of we only wear 20% of what's in our closet. So I as a, hey, I'm guilty. So I can take that 80% and donate it to goodwill. But you're bridging to this concept of job training and job creation, just shared a very personal story. Someone who just is dropping off goods at a goodwill can you help us better understand that job training? This is the first that I, I've had this part of the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 95% of our programs are funded directly through the sale of donated goods. And um, we operate, uh, like I said, over 40 uh, different uh, uh, job training programs. And they range anywhere from... Um, disability services, so working with individuals with a variety of, um, you know, developmental disabilities, 
um, that need maybe some additional support in order to become work ready, or maybe they just need a little bit of help um, uh, getting connected with an employer uh, or developing certain skills, we, we provide that type of services. Um, uh, we work with youth that are you know, nearing the end of um, their high school experience, and they're, they're left with a, the same question that all of us experience at some point, you know, what am I going to do next? And um, a lot of times, so we connect directly with local school districts, and um, those kids can come to Goodwill and start to, in a, in a really a pressure-free, very supportive environment, um, start to get real-world job experience in our retail store system. And um, our goal is not necessarily to keep them there. Um, we very much view, you know, not only do our stores um, help generate the revenue that fund those services, but they act as uh, real-world training environments for folks that that need that. And um, so we work with, um, we've got a very robust uh, uh, youth uh, employment program. Um, we work with uh, folks that are um, uh, in a reintegration uh, status. So they've been part of the legal system for a variety of reasons. Um, and we uh, have counselors that can sit down with them, um, help them with maybe it be uh, legal issues, um, or they, again, they, they need a job. Maybe they're getting, uh, they've been incarcerated, they're getting out of um, uh, jail. They can come to Goodwill, again, get that experience, have uh, you know, a support network of folks whose job it is to help them be successful. So um, we work with them. We, we actually provide supportive housing as well. So um, uh, we work with uh, both individuals and families that are dealing with homelessness um, in our local areas and you know, navigating any um, uh, bureaucratic process can be daunting you know, and, and think about it. If you were living on the street, it's, you're thinking about the here and now. And um, to have people that know, that are experts in navigating those systems um, and agencies in your corner to help, you know, get you uh, find an apartment, find a house for you that's not only just a roof over your head, but something that's uh, affordable um, and, uh, and then connect you with, you know, um, usually job trainings there. And there, there may be some other barriers where we're able to connect those dots um, under our roof. And, but again, it all really ties back. I think that's the beautiful thing about Goodwill. It all starts with the donation. Um, none of those services that I just talked about um, would be possible without the generosity of our public. And again, it's as simple as clean out your closet, bring it to us, um, and we're going to make good stuff happen with that. And um, last year, I think we, we helped uh, a little over 10,000 individuals um, receive services um, of one sort or another. But and, and Andrews, that that's just here in southwestern Pennsylvania. That number, the ten thousand. Correct. Correct. That's that's our our local goodwill here in southwestern Pennsylvania. Any guess what that number is nationally? Um, the statistics uh, are out there, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's in the millions. So another. Uh, one of the questions one of our students asked is because students are interested in pursuing jobs and nonprofits as yeah. well. And 
when does the I need a job conversation change to the this is something I'm really passionate about? And I'm speculating. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but sure. hearing you share some of those stories and that the the layers that Goodwill is able to provide for families and individuals in need, is that when the change occurs, when you see the direct effects of the organization, the positive impact? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, we, we do have some um, some folks that come to us and they've got a good background um, on what we do and who we are and, and, and that's their connection. But I'd say that's rare. Um, in most cases, it's a similar story to mine. So people need that job. Um, and we try very intentionally to um, connect our internal team members to our mission. Um, we want the folks that are working in our retail stores to feel a sense of pride in um, in what we do and in the, in the people that we impact. Um, and so we've got some different programs uh, uh, that um, we use uh, internally uh, just for, you know, cultural onboarding. Um, but our own team members, if you come to work at Goodwill, um, we try to, even if you're working in a retail store, we try to give you an experience um, uh, where you get to roll up your sleeves and actually spend time working uh, directly with some of our um, uh, service recipients. So you're going to see the people that are benefiting from uh, those services that I talked about. And um, yeah, that's usually when you start to see, again, that flicker and that fire uh, light. And um, we hear it all the time. You know, it's, I think it's one of the things that we do well from a cultural standpoint is um, when we can connect people with our mission, um, uh, again, they're likely to stay longer. They're likely to, to share our story um, uh, out there. And, um, um, you know, we've, we've got a lot of passionate team members uh, at our goodwill because we've taken that approach. This is such a different perspective than you might get when you're driving by a Goodwill location. I, the, <laughs> some research on some of the statistics, because you've got my, my mind turning here, Andrew. In 2020, 126,938 people were placed into jobs with the help from their local Goodwill. I'm going to round up. 127,000 people, families in need, were placed into jobs because of Goodwill. That's a big deal. Yeah. So, again, I'm thinking of our student audience. If I'm a high school or college student, what are ways that I can help my goodwill today? Sure. Yeah, I think um, the easiest way, just uh, there are a few ways. Um, the easiest way is what I've already talked about, which was um, is just to, to, to donate. Um, that's an immediate way to make an impact in somebody's life. Um, one of the programs we offer is a GED program. Um, it costs us about $100 to help somebody um, get their GED. Um, that's, you know, uh, uh, you know, a couple bags of donations, and, um, and you can help somebody get their GED um, right now. Um, so those opportunities exist to make a difference. Um, the other part of our mission that, uh, again, we're, we're, we're really focused on workforce development, but um, almost as important or just as important, especially in today's uh, uh, climate, is um, the sustainability aspect of our mission. Um, uh, you know, really connecting that with reuse. Uh, you know, we've, um, 
you think about, so the average t-shirt that's in your closet takes uh, 700 gallons of water to make. Um, if you've got uh, some extra pairs of jeans sitting around in your closet, um, it's uh, 2,100 gallons of water um, just to manufacture um, one pair of jeans. And um, so you can make a difference for the local environment just by, again, one, donating. So that's an opportunity for somebody else to purchase those. But then I'd say shop at Goodwill. It's a chance you know, for us to ask ourselves, do, do we need that item? And if we do, can I buy it used? Um, we've got some great quality uh, within our stores. And um, uh, the, the environmental waste uh, that's created through just the textile manufacturing industry um, is significant. I, I think I had um, uh, read a stat recently that says uh, more than 20% of global wastewater comes from textile manufacturing. Um, so if we all want to make a difference, you know, there's that donate portion, but um, just purchasing a percent of your wardrobe uh, at Goodwill um, can help offset that. Um, so that's that's a really great way to to make a difference today. I'd say you know financially, I know there's a financial aspect to our to our the show. Um, uh, I read another statistic that uh, the average um, person spends you know a uh, hundred to one hundred and sixty dollars a month on new clothes. Um, you can stretch your dollar a lot uh, a lot further. Um, if you if you shop at Goodwill or, or any other you know thrift uh, store um, in your local area, so it's a good way to to live within your budget, especially you know being you know maybe a college student or uh, a fresh graduate. Um, uh, other ways to make a difference at Goodwill, um, we do work with volunteers. We have a volunteer program. Um, you can connect with with our goodwill. Uh, we work with a number of local businesses and then uh, individuals will approach us um, just looking to give back uh, in the form of time. Um, so uh, we have those opportunities. You can come to us and um, um, we have a pretty broad footprint in the southwestern uh, PA area um, and we can connect you with those uh, volunteer opportunities. This is Andrew, if I, when I, anytime I, I drive by and drop a box off and I want to, when you're saying donate, you mean like goods, like you mean the goods. things in our closet and yeah. you're speaking the language here, donate sustainability, you know, yeah. our environment. Yeah. There's even an opportunity cost that if I were to throw away that pair of blue jeans, the numbers you just gave and the environmental impact gets worse. You know, yeah. let Don't alone do that. <laughs> never throw it away. Yeah, uh, these are fascinating pillars to hear. Um, that the job creation for people in need, um, the, the environmental sustainability. Uh, a consumer question for you. Sure. When I drop a box off, I'm always asked the question, "Do you want a tax receipt?" Yep. Can you help us unwrap that for a student who maybe is motivated and takes that first box to Goodwill? How should they answer that question, and why? Yeah, I, I, I think the, the easy answer is yes, uh, you want that tax receipt. Um, in the name of sustainability, we've gone uh, paperless with our tax receipt. So we have a digital version uh, that, um, you know, any student or anybody uh, that's donating can access. You can get that through our website. Um, but yeah, the IRS allows uh, a tax deduction um, for uh, not only cash donations, but any material donations as well. Um, annually. And uh, I think it's just a smart, good practice, especially early on in your life. 
um, to um, to start to take advantage of of those items. And Andrew, this is a personal question. And if you can't answer it, you can't answer it. I'm always curious what percent of goods that are dropped off are used. I assume there's some percentage that yep. just isn't salvageable to be reused. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so we have a global metric that we focus on. It's called waste diversion. And um, so the way to think of that is for every uh, 100 pounds of uh, items that are donated to us, um, we divert X percent from our local landfills. Um, and we measure that. That's And we have a plan um, that we're always looking at to try to, to increase that number because um, while we do throw stuff away, we don't like that part of the business and um, we're always trying to find value out of, of items. So our waste diversion rate at our local Goodwill is 80%. Um, that was where we landed last year. Um, so uh, we're, we're doing a pretty good job. That's a, that's a relatively strong number overall. And um, one way to think about it is if you were to, to go dumpster diving at a Goodwill, there are still items that have value and uh, in use. And so uh, a portion of our business and, and our team is really just dedicated towards um, identifying those items that are currently going in our waste stream and um, trying to connect those items with a viable partner, um, whether it be you know a recycling partner, we work within the, uh, the salvage industry as well. Um, but um, new categories that we're, we're currently looking at right now would be items like plastics. Um, we're working with um, a company to identify a recycling opportunity for furniture, um, specifically hard good furniture. So there are those hard to recycle categories that do end up going in the trash. Um, but we're, we're waking up every day trying to find you know, uh, a better use for those items. Um, again, when we do that, um, and we'll do that stuff even if uh, if we're not generating revenue from that. Um, again, just because it's the right thing to do, and um, uh, it, it decreases that waste stream, and um, uh, it fulfills that that sustainability portion of our mission. Are there any night any items that are currently in need that good does Goodwill ever take that stance? Like, hey, we're we're out of this this yeah. item. Globally, yeah, we'll take that. Right now, we're in our um, what we call our slow season. So, um, January and February, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of in the the depths of winter here, and um, uh, we we need donations. Um, clothing is always a need, um, so sometimes we'll um, we'll put out a call for those. Um, other uh, really um, important items that we always need would be like a. a working electronics. Um, so, you know, we, we really encourage the public um, to bring us stuff that, that, that you would use or um, you would give to, you know, a neighbor uh, or a family member yourself. But uh, working electronics are always good. And then uh, shoes are great uh, as well. Just, um, just a, a good pair of shoes. Um, we, we always have a need for those. So shoes and electronics. Uh, I would think on college campuses, maybe that's a, a fun idea. I'll push that to, to a rouge when we were talking beforehand, but yeah. a way to do some electronic, <laughs> you know, fi find things that aren't, aren't being used or could be, be used elsewhere. Yep. A Andrew, what is a nonprofit? 
uh, if I, I hear the term around, if I'm, I'm on campus and, and I hear, I, I hear nonprofit, but I, mm-hmm. how would you describe that to a student audience? Yeah, I think the, the easiest definition um, for, for me would be, you know, an organization that's our, the purpose to, of our existence is not to generate a profit. We are not driven um, by our bottom line. Um, we exist um, to fulfill the mission of providing job training services to those most in need within our communities. So um, it is important that we generate revenue, but we use that revenue um, not to, again, line the pockets of executives, but um, to uh, be reinvested in uh, supporting the programs and the, and the people in needs. Uh, in need within our communities. So um, when I think about nonprofit, you know, again, it's it's really about intent and purpose. Um, we, we're, we're not in business to make money. We're in business to help people. Um, and um, that's that's what I would say. So in business to help people, we, we've done a great job, Andrew, of covering the, the good donation, the tangibles, uh, the value of time, a volunteer perspective, but ultimately the organization does need money to survive. Is that a fair hypothesis? Absolutely. Yeah. So does that come from just proceeds from the stores themselves or how does the organization get the money to stay in business? Yeah. The, again, the majority of our funding uh, for the organization and the programs I talked about comes from the, um, from our store system. Um, so the, that revenue that we're generating through, um, the sale of donated goods in our stores that's where the the bulk of our funding comes from um we do um uh, uh take cash donations or or monetary donations um but that makes up a a, a very limited amount of of our funding well, the, the sustainability is <clears throat> excuse me just, i i not, I'm, it was ignorant on my part to not better understand the entire goodwill ecosystem. I'm fa- Andrew. That's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, we have a question. I'm going to answer this question that's in the in okay. the chat. But it's it's how do you get past people's thoughts of only buying new stuff? And I'm going to answer it first, but I'll, I'll push you to add on anything, sure. Andrew. Um, and the follow up to that question is, and not even wanting to shop at Goodwill. Uh, you know, when I see that question, I think, oh, it's, maybe they think it's it's not cool. Well, what's really cool is having money. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that would be my retort to any student that asked me that question in a classroom. It's a lot cooler to have money in your pocket than not have it. it, it yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot cooler. And uh, I think uh, our, our average uh, clothing item sells for around $4 um, within our stores. Um, the quality, I you know, I, I tell folks that, that have never shopped at a Goodwill, give it a chance. Check out the quality. Um, I guarantee you, uh, you're going to see the same brands um, and same quality that you've got sitting in your own home or apartment um, in your closet, uh, and you'd be surprised. Uh, and the and the other thing I think is there's just kind of a treasure hunt and and really um, a unique aspect to shopping at Goodwill. You're going to find items that you're not going to find anywhere else and um so it's a it's a chance to maybe diversify uh whether it's your wardrobe or you know those housewares um uh that that are outfitting your 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 place so i i and again going back to the sustainability i think it's it's the right thing to do um 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I try to get my kids. I have two uh, uh, young daughters and uh, have started them shopping at Goodwill early. And it's, uh, it's amazing if I give them $10 or 20 bucks each, um, they can fill an entire bag themselves. And uh, because I've started that early, they, they, they just, they don't think anything else of it. They love shopping there. Um, and they know their dollar goes, goes a lot further at a Goodwill than it does, you know, at a, at a for-profit retailer. But I, I like the analogy you gave of it's kind of like a treasure hunt. We have another question that came in that said, what if I, I like certain brands, which yeah. go find them, right? Go, go, go start the treasure hunt. Go, go find them. And what I would also say is um, we, uh, we operate on a website. It's called shopgoodwill.org. Uh, um, and you can go to shop goodwill. And if you're somebody that's, that's big on brands, um, you could type in, I, I think I bought my, uh, my wife, uh, Kate Spade purse, um, at shot Goodwill, uh, uh, for the holidays and paid a fraction of the price. So you can shop for specific brands on shop Goodwill and you can buy something that's used and get like a luxury brand name for, again, a fraction of the price. Wow. Andrew, let, let's end with a, with a bang here. Um, <laughs> what's a super cool fact about Goodwill that the average consumer probably wouldn't know. Uh, takes up, use me as an example. Gene, you donate regularly. You drive by the Goodwill. Uh, super cool fact. Super cool fact. Well, one of the facts that we circulate often is that every 20 seconds of every day, somebody gets a job um, because of you know a donation uh, or the fact that somebody shopped at Goodwill. And uh, so again, it, it all comes back to our mission. That is why we do what we do. And, um, you know, uh, if you care about making a difference in your community, you want to make an immediate difference. That's again, that's one simple way. And, and one thing to keep in mind that you can directly benefit your neighbors, um, in need. Andrew, how about, uh, that sparked a question, um, from the audience. What is something like <laughs> a rare, a rare item that's maybe been found recently, mm. or that maybe if you don't know what's been like, like one that you've seen in a store. So uh, I'm, I'm actually out here at our operations center and uh, I'm next to our e-com operation. And uh, a little while ago, I was uh, walking back there with them and they had an original Legend of Zelda uh, video game in the packaging. So this was for the original uh, Nintendo. And um, they uh, I think it, it, it had some imperfections with it. Um, but it was still able to go for, for big dollars, um, online. Um, I believe one of the Goodwills and it may have been a Goodwill in California had had a, an original almost, um, uh, in, uh, uh, new condition that they had sold for, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to speculate on the price. I, I, I'd heard it was in the thousands of dollars. So, um, that was a really cool, uh, donation. We'd also had like a vintage, uh, bassoon that was donated recently. So if, uh, a, a working bassoon that I think went for over like $11,000 um, online. And uh, we ended up shipping it to somebody uh, in uh, the state of Washington. Andrew, uh, this was so informative for me. There are so many different ways for students to get involved with Goodwill and organizations like Goodwill. Uh, the time, the, the money, um, donating goods, shopping, at a goodwill. And I, and I think your answer to that, that question, um, at the jobs created every 20 seconds, that's a big deal answer.
That's mm -hmm. a big deal impact that Goodwill's having on our society. Andrew, thanks for uh, joining the podcast. We appreciate you and we appreciate the work that Goodwill does. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Gene. Thank you for tuning in to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood.